Well, welcome to See Here Love's first webinar. We've got this Keeping You Strong and Staying. I'm your host, Melinda Estabrooks, and we're so glad that you've joined us. And I'm thrilled that our experts are here to help us stay strong and sane. And so I want to introduce them to you now. First off is Dr. Mary. She's a registered and supervising psychologist at Life Care Centers. She is an author and a co-host of her podcast, The Fully Lived Life, and she's based out of Pickering. Dr. Mary, come and say hello. Hello. Great to be here. <laughs> well, welcome, Dr. Mary. It's good to have Thank you. Thank you. Next, we have Andrea Groenwald. She is a registered psychotherapist and founder of Five Star Relationships. She's also a registered marriage and family therapist, and she's based out of Guelph. Welcome, Andrea. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks for inviting us into your homes, and um, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Glad you're with us. And finally, we have Katie Goss. She's a registered social worker and psychotherapist from the Four Freedom Counseling Center in Toronto. Welcome, Katie. <laughs> hey, guys. If you, can, if you can hear my little pup in the background, he, he, he wants to say hi as well. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Kate. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. So, Dr. Mary, Andrea, and mm. Kate, I want to start off with this question for you because for many of us who are listening and watching, we're looking at you as an expert and thinking, how do you have any problems during this pandemic? Mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't have any issues or struggles, and yet I, I believe you do. So, I want to start off with the first question is what is the one thing that you are personally struggling with during COVID-19 and this pandemic. Andrea, let's start with you. A personal struggle and how you are managing it. Okay, yeah, I think uh, we're all kind of in the same boat here. But for me personally, I think it's, I haven't seen my kids in uh, a couple of weeks and I tend to see them pretty regularly, so I miss them. Um, and the, the biggest thing for me professionally is uh, pivoting, doing this pivot from working in an office to working from home and all of the digital marketing that uh, I'm having to sort of relearn that I haven't done for a long time. So, you know, Instagram and Facebook and these, you know, podcasts and uh, webinars. Um, so, you know, just the learning curve is, is really big. The, the pressure of performing and learning all these things all at once, I think for me is kind of the biggest thing that I I'm dealing with. So Andrea, you are missing your kids in the, in yeah. the physical, because I'm assuming that you're connecting yeah. with them on Zoom yeah. or Skype, but the physical part of missing family, being mm -hmm. in the same space, and then also the pivoting of the learning curve yeah. of having to learn all this technology, which before you didn't really have to, but now you must for your work, yeah. just for connection. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think many people are nodding their head going, absolutely agree with that. Thank you. Dr. Mary, what about you? Your own personal struggle during this time and how you're managing it? Yes, well, uh, you know me well, and we've talked about this before. I struggle with the three Ps, performance, perfectionism, and people pleasing. So I would say my predominant emotion that I had to really work through was guilt. I was letting a lot of people down. Uh, I was coming on top of that, coming off of a trip. So I chose to go away and then I had to self quarantine. So it's my fault that I was, wasn't able to meet the needs of others. So I had to kind of work through that. And it just, my brain just couldn't go to uh, 
I've just got all these responsibilities. How can I just let them go? And the Lord was just, no, you have to for everybody's health and well-being. And then for what I ended up helping calm my spirit is uh, I had time. Um, so I ended up spending quiet time with the Lord and I would go to him and I'd be talking to him about my shame and my guilt and I'm letting this person down. I feel this awful emotion. And every single time he'd whisper back grace. And so I've gotten into this space where I feel like this time in some ways for me personally is a gift to be able to reset those old patterns of performance, perfectionism, people pleasing, and really just kind of slow it down and hear what is the Lord asking me to do and, and, and experience peace and joy in that. That's good. And I think, mm-hmm. again, Dr. Mary, there's a lot of people that are struggling with maybe not being able to help people in the way that they, they usually could, uh, maybe in some of the choices we made prior to, and now we're in self-isolation or, or quarantine and we can't be there for people. Uh, but I like how you're managing that of saying it's, this is a reset and a pause to mm-hmm. take a moment now to say what's important. How can I, you know, personally, mentally, uh, you know, work through some of these things that I've been struggling with. Mm-hmm. Take, take the, take the time and opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. that's great. Thanks, Dr. Mary. Katie, Katie, what about you? A personal, a personal struggle and how you're managing it today. Yeah, we're all going through a very big transition, aren't we? So I think for me personally, um, it's been really hard to sift through all the information that we're getting really bombarded with through so many different social mediums and platforms like news and popular opinion and then even just your, your friends and families members of like, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. And it can feel really overwhelming about how you're using your time or how you're choosing not to use your time. And so I've just, um, I've just started to to help manage that. I've just had to really put in some strict boundaries about Mm -hmm. my personal time. So um, I, I will not turn, I put my, my phone on airplane mode at least, you know, an hour before I get to bed and I don't, read anything related to that before I'm going to bed. And then in the morning, I don't, I don't turn my phone back off airplane mode um, until I've had my time to kind of rejuvenate, recenter, refocus. And then, and then I have to pick who, who do I want to let me influence me and the information that I'm receiving about everything that's going on. So it's, it's been, it's been putting in filters and boundaries and managing different opinions with your friends and your family. So it's been, yeah, it's been really hard to navigate. Thanks Katie. And what I'm hearing you say, and I think a lot of people resonate with that is that it is important if you're doing it or if you haven't done it to put boundaries, it sounds like sort of a schedule and boundaries that I know that we'll probably get to uh, in this part one and part two about how to actually have a healthy a schedule and how to put healthy boundaries around your time when it looks like the days are so long and the days are sort of blurring into one and people can't remember if it's Monday or Wednesday or if it's the weekend or Thursday, uh, especially in this in this new season. So I think that's really important to, to put those boundaries. So thank you for your thoughts. Those yeah, yeah, no problem. All right. Now we went from personal and I would say for myself, wow, there's a lot of 
challenges and things. But I think personally for me, it, it would be that uh, as a as an extrovert who who loves people and going out all the time, uh, that has been quite a challenge in trying to figure out how to still be a people person and extroverted and 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 do the things I love. What shocked me though was that when I actually ended up being at home, I found some things that I've actually begun to love. And uh, people have laughed, but I never used to like to cook. And I always wanted to play the ukulele. And now I have this time where I'm actually cooking, playing the ukulele and, and being at home with family. And so the struggle that I thought was a struggle actually has turned into a real blessing and opportunity for me to do some things that I've, I've wanted to do. Uh, but also, I guess another struggle would be that now my husband, Chris, and I are working together in the same space. And so environment and space has been a challenge and struggle for us in just trying to coordinate uh, bandwidth of the internet, uh, personal space. My husband is an introvert. And so we have to figure out, can I kind of leave and go out? So he has his time to, to kind of recalibrate and get energized by being on his own. And so some of that struggle is, is real. And we're just trying to figure out this new norm on how to, to work together and be in the same space with respect and with places of breathing and, uh, and that it's healthy for both of us. So I would say that's one of the struggles and we're managing it one day at a time and just mm -hmm. ensuring that our environment and space is, is, uh, is, is just open and um, flexible and that's what we're doing. So thank you so much, Dr. Mary Andrew and Katie. Moving from personal, I want to talk to you about professionally, because I think that you probably see a lot of clients still, or maybe even more online. And I want to hear your, uh, the number one stress or challenge that your clients are coming to you with in regards to living in uh, this pandemic and new season. Dr. Mary, what would you say is one of the, the biggest struggles that you're hearing from your clients? Yeah, and it's it's kind of two sides of a coin, um, but not knowing because it changes day to day and in that not feeling a sense of control. So it's very hard to adapt or know how to respond when you don't know what's right today might be wrong tomorrow and to have that sense of control uh, be taken away. And um, so people are expressing a lot of uh, up and down emotions from a lot of anxiety, um, anger, frustration. Uh, people are responding by shutting down, withdrawing, um, wanting to hide from life to others who just can't stop reading about the what's going on and is, is quoting it all over the place. And it's it, I think it's our attempt in some small way to maintain some level of control over our lives when there really isn't. A lot of control. So I would say that that has stirred up a lot of stress and discomfort for people. Mm, well, I, I, I'm assuming a lot of people, uh, I just went on to sort of the gallery view and people are like nodding their head, Dr. Mary, to say, yeah, we mm -hmm. connect with that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrea, what are your thoughts as far as your client struggles? I think what I'm hearing a lot of, I actually saw a statistic that um, more than 41% of people, their number one stressor right now is um, dealing with these or dealing with these new stresses. 
And what I'm hearing from people is that they're really experiencing a number of losses in their life, things that are very important to them. Um, you know, seeing their grandchildren, going out to work, having a break from their kids, um, the loss of um, just their daily life. And uh, people are responding in ways that they do tend to respond to loss. They're upset, they're angry, they're tired, they're exhausted, um, their lack of focus. Um, you know, they're finding it really tough to kind of do the day-to-day -day and have the expectations of work and educating their kids when they're feeling all of these feelings, these big feelings. And um, people that I, I'm talking to, did you, did you want to talk about what's helping those in the, those situations as well? Or? Well, just quickly, how are you giving, what advice are you giving to them? Yeah, so what we're talking about is how to make the best of this situation. And, you know, people are so resilient. Um, so many people are finding that they're finding other ways to connect. Um, they're finding other ways to express themselves. They're finding ways to um, recognize those feelings are important. Um, they need to address those feelings and at the same time um, deal with what they have to do every day. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Andrea. Yeah. Katie, your, uh, your thoughts, uh, your clients coming to you, what are their biggest struggles? Yeah, I, I second what Dr. Mary and Andrea are saying, just um, that emotional roller coaster, that just like the loss and the grief of, of this transition. And I think what's the hardest part for a lot of people that I've been supporting is just not really knowing how to sometimes even just get through the day. Either you are working from home and you feel overwhelmed by work and you don't know when to start working, when to stop working, giving yourself breaks, or you're overwhelmed with the amount of time that you have to fill and you don't know how to kind of structure your day. And just like the, the, the emotions that come with that during this transition are really um, unstabling for a lot of people. And I think just one thing that like in a nutshell, just to help with that is that when you're going through a massive life change, like we are, like with our loss of freedom, even loss of independence and this like kind of forced confinement, um, it's not a change that we've asked for, that we want. And so change in itself is hard, <laughs> like change on a good day is hard. So when this is all happening, like we have to give ourselves time. We have to give ourselves grace in learning how to kind of find that rhythm that feels good for us about how to even just get through this day that feels maybe overwhelmed with time or overwhelmed with work or overwhelmed with kids. And so it, it is just kind of slowing it down, allowing yourself to make mistakes, finding your groove and being flexible within that. Because one day, yeah, you're gonna cry and it's gonna suck. And then one day you're gonna find the joy and the pleasure of learning how to play ukulele, <laughs> which I'm also doing, Melinda. <laughs> and I can shout out, yeah, I could shout out to my mom and dad because they are also learning how to play ukulele. <laughs> Sounds like a support group's coming. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. We're waiting for some questions. I know that there are people uh, here on the webinar that have questions. If you have your question, please uh, make sure you chat with Beck and Kelly now. 
so we can answer uh, some of your questions. Uh, what I'm hearing though, and, and Dr. Mary, Andrew, and Katie, uh, this whole idea of this new normal, people are like hashtag new normal, uh, people are saying now that how we were living before will never be the same again once this is um, over with, once sort of COVID-19 and the pandemic have, you know, have finished. Uh, what are your thoughts about this transition for this new normal? I think that might be a, a biggest uh, emotional, you know, say roller coaster or change for us that life is not as it's going to be in the next, obviously, days, months, and years ahead. Dr. Mary, what are your thoughts about that? Mm -hmm. and, and I was reflecting on what Katie was saying um, and wanted to add to that in answer to your question that when life is so much out of our control, you wanna focus on the small thing that you have some control over. If it's something as small as uh, the recipe that you were cooking, or I can spend this time to learn to play the ukulele, or, um, I can set my schedule in a certain way. Just find that small piece of control that you can have in your life. Um, secondarily, which hopefully we'll talk about later, very importantly is I can control my responses and what I think about it. And um, that will be very important because there's so much chaos going on. And I think that um, the, 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 this whole phrase, the new normal, is not really normal. It's a transitional norm that gets us through this time. And I would encourage people that flexibility has to be your best friend, which means that create a routine, uh, a, a, a current normal, but recognize that as things continue to change, there will be another normal and then another normal. And it's the ability to have that sense of, I can be adaptable, I can flex. But in moving to the next change or the new normal, it's to give yourself a lot of grace and the time to adjust, which is gonna have up and down emotions and cranky times and I don't like this, but every single time you get a chance to experiment and try again. Mm, that's good. Thank mm -hmm. you, Dr. Mary. Andrea, your thoughts on this, if I was saying new normal, life yeah. will never be like yeah. it, how it is. I think it's, I think that's really uh, insightful, Melinda, that you're talking about that new normal. And I think this, if you think about this time as a reset, then you can go back and kind of figure out what are the core things that are really important to me? What are some things I can let go of? What are those core things that are so important to me I'm going to hold on to? And um, our environment really is secondary to those core things um, that are important to us. So for me, a driving force in my life is helping people and being a good steward of, of what I have. And if I do that in my home, if I do that at my professional office, you know, um, it, it really doesn't matter. So it helps in terms of, of that new normal that I'm going to take those things to wherever I am. And whatever my new normal is, those, those things are never going to be different. Um, and so my life is still gonna be about those two things. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, I just found here a question from Gloria, and this is what she is saying and asking the experts. Everyone mentions a schedule is a good idea. My question is, seeing these weeks are long with kids, would a one schedule be too much for a month, or do you think we should have a weekly schedule 
or one for a month. It feels difficult for the kids to have the same schedule for too long. Your thoughts, again, about schedule, especially with uh, parents, with kids at home. What are your thoughts about uh, one schedule for the month or a weekly schedule for the kids? Dr. Um, Katie Andrea? Yeah, I would say uh, maybe instead of using the word schedule, we can substitute the word routine. Uh, because schedule feels very sort of rigidly this time, that time. So if you know that the routine is you get up at a certain time, you have breakfast, and if some days it takes longer than other days, it's okay. So it's more the routine and the kinds of activities you want to ensure you have in that day. So it's time to do some schoolwork, time to play, time to cook together as a family. You decide what that looks like. And when you create that more as a routine, there's a lot of flexibility around that, that can then adjust depending on what happens from day to day. Um, so it's not directly answering the question. I, I, don't think, um, I don't think schedules should be shifted based on artificially saying, okay, this is week one, this is week two, this is week two, three. It should be shifted based on priorities and what's happening around and adjusting to that. But what you want to have consistency is, is with the routine so that the kids have some predictability in that. Okay. Katie, what about you? Yeah. One thing um, I remember talking to one of my clients about is like, this is actually a really good time as a family to actually determine how you want to kind of self-govern, right? So you really do have a lot of authority over how you want to spend your day. And so you can really uh, focus on your values if it's like spending time together in the kitchen or doing active things or engaging in creativity, you can really like chunk out your day or your week the way that fits with your values instead of like all your time and energy going to work, to school, to chores, et cetera, et cetera. And then my next point would be that if you are, if you do have kids and you are trying to establish this routine is to include them in the creation of that. I think getting them involved in that and letting them have some say over you know I really like when we go outside together then you can like oh yeah we'll definitely do that at least three days a week I think that gets them on board with the schedule and the routine and it also gives them a sense of agency and control over what they can do in their day as well that's great all right we have another question here from I'm seeing I think it's uh Nomita and it says how to do social distancing on your own in a healthy way. So they're asking, and maybe uh, Andrew, you can answer this, but how I'm seeing here, um, how do I do social distancing on my own in a healthy way? How do I actually live out my day-to-day -day and have healthy social distancing myself? What would you say to that, Andrea? I would, I think it's a, a really big challenge and um, I, I feel for people who are sort of experiencing that right now where uh, they're on their own. And what I would say is just make sure that you're putting um, a whole different number of different ways to connect with people, um, you know, whether it's through the social media or um, on our street, you can walk down and anytime there's people that are outside seemingly working on their lawns already. Um, you know, and you can stay six to 12 feet away and, and have a chat at the end of the driveway. You can pick up the phone. Um, you can do those kinds of things. And so trying to have connection in those other ways, uh, I think is important. And the second thing is, is your own interests and your own hobbies. It's a time to kind of 
think of it as a gift if you if you can and think of it as you know this is some free time found time um, that you can explore some different things people are reading doing puzzles there's a lot of Netflix watching, um, you know, ukulele playing. Um, we've had guitars and singing and we've gone back to our classic rock. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have our Alexa playing classic rock on, on some times. And um, I was talking to a client yesterday who's living on her own and she's dancing in her living room. And, you know, it's just, I think, trying to insert the, that um, yourself into those kinds of having fun, um, levity connecting and and um, doing it in a way that feels good and feels uh, like it fits with you thank you Andrea thank you for your questions I want to just um, sort of end our time our first part one with uh, Dr. Mary Katie and Andrea your takeaways from from just sort of sort of your own personal struggles we're hearing from clients these questions what would you say is a takeaway from your own uh, practical advice, uh, from your faith experience, what would you say as a takeaway as we end the show? This, the, the whole aspect of self-compassion is very, very significant. And it's give yourself a lot of grace and to be um, like gauging how you're doing from day to day without these unrealistic expectations. But I would also say that um, a big part of what leaves us feeling distraught or struggling is our perception of things. And I know that, you know, with all that's going on and there's so much chaos, um, there's a lot of frightening thoughts that can come from that. And so I would leave the listeners with a really fit, simple uh, little uh, mnemonic, think. So T-H-I-N-K. So as you have thoughts come in your mind, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And if you let your thought life filter through that, it'll help you bring, bring yourself to a place of greater peace. Uh, you know, God does allow suffering, this side of heaven, but he never intends us to experience pain as a result of believing lies. So we want to filter it through what's true, what's helpful, what's inspiring, what's necessary, and what's kind. That's excellent. Thank you. And I see uh, some people writing that down. Think. And we'll add that into our um, sort of follow-up information for you after our webinar to help you in this journey. So thank you so much, Dr. Mary. That's a great takeaway. Uh, Katie, a takeaway from you. Yeah, that, that thing just really inspired me, Mary. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, my big focus is, you know, getting up, getting dressed and having one task that you want to accomplish that day it's it, it is about routine but like having one purpose like I do live on my own you know so I am I relate to those um that that social isolation and whatnot but even if it's just like making muffins going for a walk doing my laundry sweeping the floor just having one thing that you get up for kind of every day that's super simple and and just like that basic, basic self-care, like get, like, I don't, I don't want to sound harsh, but get out of your pajamas, <laughs> like put on, put on jeans, 
right? It sucks. You don't want to put on jeans, but your mind is triggered to respond to these types of very small transitions in your day. So your mind starts to think, okay, we're actually doing something. We're going somewhere. And then your brain will start to like your body and everything will start to follow. And even if it's just going to the grocery store that day, like that's okay. And then when you do binge on Netflix or you do have like a nice ice cream bowl of ice cream, just that removes the guilt because you've really accomplished something that you wanted to intentionally do that day. And so enjoy your Netflix, enjoy your reading, enjoy your puppy cuddles with no guilt, knowing that you just like you've done something that day that was in your control. That's good. Great takeaway. Yeah. Andrea, your takeaway for today? Yeah, I love those ideas. I think um, the self-compassion and taking breaks is really essential when our, our feelings are like our roller coaster. We do want to give ourselves um, some love, some self-compassion, and um, uh, just take those breaks when you start to get stressed out. Uh, for me personally, I'm, I like to live with intention. So, you know, my core motivator in my life is helping people. Um, I also want to be healthy. Uh, I'm getting older. So I find that uh, all these things like sleep and eating and exercise are really important for me. Uh, so I try to put that in my schedule. I'm not working all the time. Uh, I take time for myself to eat well to exercise to sleep to keep that routine to go to bed about the same time get up in the same time uh, you know to try to maintain that um, feelings and energy uh, are level that they're not spiking too high they're not dropping too low so self-compassion and, and having that intentional kind of living fantastic thank you dr mary katie and andrea for your thoughts and i just want to finish off of the thought as we conclude part one of See Here Love's first webinar, our first webinar, we've got this helping you stay strong and sane. And it comes from the Bible and it comes from the book of Philippians 4, 6 to 7, and I'm gonna read from the NLT. But this has been an encouraging verse as I've had to navigate different, definitely new waters and new situations and new thinking today. But I wanna remind you about this from the scriptures. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about every, everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There's a lot there. I'm not a theologian, but here's some key things that I want to encourage you as we end. Don't worry about anything. What? It sounds crazy, but that's what it says in the scriptures. Don't worry about anything. Instead, when you start to worry, start praying, ladies and gentlemen, start praying. And when you pray, you pray to God about the things you need, and you also thank him for the things you have. I am alive. I have breath. I have technology to connect with my family and friends. I have books, I have the Bible, I have music, I have food in my refrigerator. I have the ability to extend kindness and, and give in the ways that are creative to give. I have kids that I can pour good things into. I have a, a partner, husband, a relationship that I can then take the time now to invest in. 
So as we pray for what we need, we also thank God for what he has given to us. And so this week, I just want to encourage you to look and be quiet and say, God, help me see what's around me as I'm present in what is good that you've given to me. And if you can't see the good, then think about how God has been faithful to you in the past and how he has answered your prayers from before. Don't forget the good things that God has done before, and you can bring that into the present to be reminded of his goodness. And as you thank him, it's interesting in the scripture, it doesn't say, then God's going to give you all that you need right away. He's not like that. He's not like a genie in a bottle where he's just going to answer those, those prayers in the way that you think. It actually says, then you will experience God's peace that you won't understand, and his peace will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And I think at a time now where we're in unprecedented times, in times that we never thought in our lifetime we'd experience, we were in a global pandemic, COVID-19, coronavirus, so much, his peace will guard your heart and mind. And I think that's the best promise of all. Even in the needs that we think, the tangible needs that we need, actually the scriptures say, actually what you really need is his peace. So that you look through a filter of God's peace as you go about work, as you try to figure out schedules and routines for your kids, as you try to learn the ukulele, as you, as you start cooking, as you work on social distancing, as you get new rhythms and routines in your life, it's the peace that will sustain you through this time. And so I just want to encourage you with that. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, if you want to read it after the show and meditate on it and pray through it. Don't worry. Pray tell God your needs and thank him for what he has done and his peace will guard you. And as I say at every show, especially in this time with the stress and chaos, anxiety, depression, and pain, here's the truth that you are seen, you are heard, and you are deeply, deeply loved by God today. Bye-bye. Your Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherlove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.